The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 161, recorded October 20th, 2022. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast team. The other half in his fortress of solitude with his coolness is... Oh, me, Michael Diaz. I was like, yeah, that's me. Wake up, buddy. Wake up. Fortress of solitude in my coolness. I was just in awe of your words. Yeah, I didn't make fun of you that time. That's what threw me. <laughs> What's up? Not much. What's up with you, Joe? Nothing. Oh, yeah. You finally caught up. You you watched some things. There's some news. There's We've got a little bit of a show today. We always have a show. Whether or not it's good, that's the question. But we always have something. Right. Yeah. Whether it's good or not is, is a debate, usually. That's always the debate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, all right, man, you want to jump right into the news? You got anything else you want to start off with? No, I'm good. Let's just jump right into the news. Let's go with, uh, well, what do you want to start with? Uh, well, you had Old Guard is first on the list that you put down. Yep. Or I'm looking at it. Let's see. Old Guard 2. So she, she okay, whenever they do a sequel, actors like to say, oh, this one's bigger and better, right? Every time. Right. Every time. So- there was an interview with Charlize. She was uh, being interviewed on a red carpet somewhere, and she's like, you know, everyone says that, but I really got to say, Old Guard 2, it really is. It's more global. They have a bigger cast. It's going to be more than just in Europe. Well, I think they went to the Middle East, too, last time. But all that to say, I, I really like the first one. So it's fun. I'm, I'm all for the second one. Plus, I'm sorry, Charlize is badass. She's like... The Liam Neeson of women badasses. I, I go with that. I mean, uh, how many movies has she been where she's a badass? You know, there's uh, Furiosa, right? There's uh, what? Monster. Atomic Blonde. Monster. Well, yeah, Monster. <laughs> that's, I don't know that's a badass. <laughs> she's pretty bad. That part, yes. But, I mean, seriously, uh, I, I have to say I love this... Uh, this wave of women that kick just as much ass as the men. I mean, yeah, James Cameron was a fan of it. You know, we saw, in, you know, Ellen Ripley and aliens. We saw in Sarah Connor and the Terminator movies. So, as long as the character's written well, it doesn't matter, right? I know it shouldn't it, that, matter. It, I mean, it doesn't matter either way. As long as it's all about writing good characters. It's when you try to, I, I think it's when things are altered for just the reason of X, Y, or Z. Um, and not worrying about a good character or good writing is where things fall apart. If you're doing it as a, as a uh, gimmick, gimmick. Yeah. It, it takes it, it. I think it hurts. It, it hurts a lot of things to do things as a gimmick, put it that way. I agree. But yeah, so yeah. yeah she's cool. Yeah. And um, it's on Netflix, so you don't have to pay extra for it. So 
That's true. That's true. Which, uh, speaking of Netflix, I know it's not in our news, but apparently Stranger Things uh, has really saved Netflix's uh, ass this last quarter, huh? Have you seen anything about that? Uh, I saw that they had good numbers, uh, more subscribers. Uh, but, you know, how long-term are those subscribers? Who knows? Well, that's the thing. With streaming, how long-term are any of them? I mean, so yes, currently Netflix is, again, the number one streamer. Disney Plus is number two for now. But I suspect with, you know, big titles, it'll keep flopping back and forth for a little while. But I think Disney's going to come out on top because they got more of a more of a bench, if you will, right? I would think so. Uh, I mean, yes, Netflix comes out with something surprising. I mean, the only problem is, like, Stranger Things, I'm sure that's going to be huge, and that'll put them on top for season five, but that's it. They've already said, after season five, we're done. So yeah. what, are they, what else do they have? What other property do they have? I mean, yeah. I, I like their films, some of them. Like, I like The Gray Man. It was big and dumb and stupid, but I liked it. Right. It's fun. Um, I'm gonna Again, watch. I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have went uh, to the theater to see it. No, that, you know. But I would have gone to the theater for Old Guard. But again, I'm a fan of the comic, so. Right. I don't know. I, all I know is uh, I'm on my fourth free month of Paramount Plus because they're hurting for subscribers. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be that bad because they've got uh, Yellowstone coming and that that thing does well. It does do well, but not a lot of other stuff is really getting people to clamor to Paramount Plus. Like I said, I've cashed in two free months and both time I've gone to uh, cancel, they're like, wait, hold up. Would you like a free month? (laughs) Of course. Well, of course I'll take a free month. Why not? Right. Well, I, yeah. I look at Paramount Plus. Actually, I watch a lot. Of, I watch TV shows they put on there, and um, like you know, I use it's almost like a Hulu. Like, like I like Hulu because I just catch up on the TV shows. I don't have to DVR them, and you know, that kind of thing. But they have like Paramount's got like uh, Survivor and um, uh, Ink Masters. I watch both those. So, gotcha. But that's not why I pay for it. I just get it. I do it for this show so I can watch the Picard nonsense and everything. <laughs> you can cancel and go back, you know. I don't. What for? So if there's something else I want to watch that week for for six dollars. I'm going to worry about it. I, I pay more in fucking coffee or something during the month. That's like not that big a deal. That's fair. It's That's a pain fair. in the ass to cancel on cancel for six bucks. It's like there's shows I still watch and might throw a movie on once in a while. There you go. Um. All right. Next, Catherine Hahn has revealed that Agatha Coven of Chaos starts filming next month. Not too terribly surprising. We know it's coming out in 2023, but it's it's good to know that they're you know they've obviously got scripts. They're ready to start you know getting this put to film. Yes, I mean really, she was the best thing about one of the best things about Wandavision, right? Oh, well, she was definitely fun. That whole thing was just done well. So, um, looking forward to it. Yeah. It's interesting to see what happened because obviously we know what happened to Wanda and Doctor Strange. So, what's. Uh, maybe she goes and let. Maybe she somehow brings the, the Scarlet Witch back. I don't know. Interesting. 
Is she like frozen in stone, right? She's not dead. She, we don't know that. We don't know, right? I don't know what's going on. You know what? At this point in the Marvel Universe, no one's dead, right? No. Except for, well, no, except for Iron Man so far. In this reality, but now with all the in multiple realities. Yeah. yeah, but, it, you know, we'll see. Well, and right now, Black Panther's dead for now. That, that one is one I'm pretty sure is going to stay dead. I don't think so. I think T'Challa will be back. A T'Challa will be back. Not you this, think they're going to recast? I, something will happen, I think. I, I I remember Kevin Feige said something like, like we're just not ready for T'Challa to come back right now, was like the words he said. Well, again, with the multiverse, they can easily, you know, pull other versions and then you know, we already know they're going to do something with the multiverse because right? They, they've announced it, right? They've announced that's the big, you know, big to do with, you know, phase six. Right. So if they're following the comics in any kind of way, shape or form, all these realities are going to splinter. There's going to be a big, massive battle that brings them all into one cohesive reality. So anyone from these alternate realities that is alive at the end will now be in the MCU. So... There could be another version of right. you know, Black Panther, a different actor that plays him. Or, um, well, know, I I mean, we're, we're getting a different actor for Thunderbolt Ross, and that's Harrison Ford. Oh, my God. I forgot to put that in the news. You're right. Yeah. It's a huge so mess. What, you know, but he's supposed to be Red Hulk at some point, right? You know. I hope they don't do that. Yes. With you. I hope they don't. I don't know how I feel about it because. I love Harrison Ford, and I'm looking forward to the next Indiana Jones. But he's the guy is still he, he's eighty. Yeah, yeah. Like he didn't pick the next, you know, spring chicken of a guy. Right. I mean, okay. You know, rest in peace, William Hurt. I don't know how but old he was, but I don't think he was. He was seventy one. Okay, so ten nine years younger. That's not that big a deal. Nine years, but yeah, nine years. Of, yeah, I don't know. Which are that old? I mean, I can't see them doing Thunderbolts around Harrison Ford. It just doesn't feel like like that's going to happen. Well, I can see, you know, him commanding the team. I I don't know if I want to see him as a Red Hulk. I would be more, you know, he's not on the poster, but I would I would be less surprised if their big, you know, their their big beast guy is Abomination, especially at the way She-Hulk ended with him leaving with um. Wong, um, yeah. Wong, thank you. So, I don't know. Plus, I I can't for the life of me imagine seeing Harrison Ford in one of those skin-tight suits with white dots all over his face doing the mocap to be Red Hulk. No. Um. He would, I mean, he's, he's known for being cranky and cantankerous. Can you see him on a green screen set covered in dots? I mean, I'd like to see that. It'd make me laugh. It, but it I would don't be kind of him. funny. But he would be like, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to put this <laughs> Right? <laughs> this is a bunch of crap. That's like Harrison Ford. He's never happy. Um. I don't even. I don't know. I'm so pissed off at the Hulk stuff. Anyways, I don't. I don't even have one of my favorite characters as my favorite character. I don't even want a Red Hulk. Like, I, again, it's like 
in my opinion, this is, I know the, the, it got in the comic books, there's a bunch of Hulk stuff and it's got a universe and this and that. But to me, the Hulk should have always just been unique, a one-time thing that you can never replicate. And uh, I don't know. It's the uniqueness of the Hulk that makes it interesting. And I, I, I don't like, it's the Red Hulk. Why don't we do a Blue Hulk too? And then we can do, it's like, fuck that. That's, that's, that's just cheap writing in my opinion. Hmm. Not, eh, it's cheap. It's appropriate. It's just dumb. I don't think it's cheap. I mean, there's. It's as dumb as like Superboy, Supergirl. It's just stupid. Well, Superboy started out as just the young adventures of Superman. But That's then fine. DC fucked around with the timeline and then somehow he was different. And then. And then Crypto then you the got Connor, and then you got Sons. Right, right, right. Well, some people like that stuff. Well, they're, they're, they shouldn't. <laughs> You're saying crypto, the super dog, silver oh, age icon should never have been. It's just dumb. Let's name it after the one thing that can kill me. How about we do that? Tell everybody. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. We're going way off topic. Uh, well, getting us into the DC uh, with Superman and crypto is Titans season four, which another can't stand. Uh, there's some cool characters in Titans. I've watched it. I dig the show. It's got some good stuff, some bad stuff. It's very much from the uh, Arrowverse type of feeling, but with swear words because it's on HBO Max. Um, but they have like a, a Superman clone of that's mixed with him and Lex Luthor, which I'm like, that's lame. That's straight from the comics. I, look, just because it's from the comics doesn't make it good. I know. I'm just telling you, they're following uh, yeah. him at least. Yeah, but I mean, it's like this guy goes around and buys a bunch of Superman t-shirts to wear all the time. <laughs> it's just stupid. I mean, it's just dumb. Like he wears jeans and he always wears a black t-shirt with a big Superman red S on it. That's all and he that always was, wears. That was his, uh, for the longest time in Titans, that was his costume. I mean, when he started out, he was basically, uh, what he wore like, you know, a skin tight suit that said Superman and a black leather jacket and sunglasses, round sunglasses, you know, when he came out in the 90s. And at some point they had to modernize his costume. And yeah, it was just. How about why not have it? Why haven't? Well, he's not Superman. So don't put that. You're not from Krypton, you fuck. Like, just wear a T-shirt. Like, why do you need Superman signal? Where's your Lex Luthor signal then? It's lame. That's just, again, stupid writing. Yeah, he had some of Lex's DNA, but. He became kind of like uh, Superman's like adoptive son, kind of like how uh, X twenty three became Wolverine's daughter. She was a clone yeah. of him, remember? Right, but that's much better written. Well, I don't watch Titans the show, so I don't. I can't speak to how well it's been written in the show. He's fine. It's just you know, this is where DC goes wrong. I think <laughs> sometimes they just don't do the right thing. Yeah, but Marvel, they didn't know different. Like I said, there's X twenty three, except yeah. one of her three blades comes out of her feet. Come on, that's that's lame. <laughs> but she's cool. Well, okay, but but that's your opinion. I'm saying there's probably someone out there that thinks that uh, Connor Hawk or or not Connor Hawk, uh, Connor Kent is badass, right? Yeah, that would be wrong. Well, then in your opinion, I'm not defending either. Well, we're well, the ones with the show. Thing. We have the show. I can say it. If they get their own show, then they can call me wrong or on social media, whatever. That's cool. Fair enough, Joe. Fair enough. Uh, anyways, I'll watch it because we already have HBO anyways, but I wouldn't pay extra for it. 
Well, you watch the first three seasons. Is this a yeah. show you enjoy? I do enjoy it. There's especially so, the, season it? three was great. Season three is probably one of the better ones. And there's some, like I said, there's some cool characters and there's some really dumb ones. <laughs> you know. Uh, anyways, sticking with the DC universe, Black Adam started. It's out in theaters. We've got some Rotten Tomato scores. And critics, 45%. While the audience scores are 88%. It's still early. I mean, technically it doesn't premiere until... When everyone listens to this, it'll be out. But for us, it technically comes out tomorrow. Right. But, you know, the audience is... It's verified audience. It's, uh, you know, that's good. 88%. It's not what the, it's not just what the, the reviewers say, I guess. Right, right. Which I'm good. You know what? It doesn't change my impression of the film. I was never all that interested because, like I said, my deep held feeling that The Rock cannot top line a movie by himself. Well, you won't know that yet. We have to see this. He's top line several movies and they've all been shit. But you haven't seen this one yet. I know. I'm just saying the fact that shit, absolute shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All those movies. Well, like the getaway. God, that movie's bad. Um, I didn't mind jungle cruise. Runaway or whatever. Huh? I didn't mind jungle cruise. Oh, I haven't even bothered. I liked it. It was all right. Okay. It was on Disney plus. I didn't pay for it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, pay extra for it. But I'm talking like Skyscraper, San Andreas, <laughs> Rampage. Uh, Rampage was really bad. <laughs> See, again, don't get me wrong. I like The Rock when he has a co-star. Like, someone, like okay, so Jungle Cruise, he can play off Emily Blunt. He works well, better in a pairing. That leads a movie has a co-star. That's not a fair thing. It's not like there's a, a movie out there, except for the Will Smith movie where it's by himself or whatever. In the time. Um, no, there's always co-stars, but I'm talking when you top line by itself. Blunt is what you were thinking like, of. Yeah, well, who did I say? Emily Smith, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. I meant sorry, <laughs> Emily Blunt. But yeah, but Emily Blunt and him are both above the title, right? They're both top line. Yeah. So like, like Hobbs and Shaw. Him and Jason Statham. He's he's very good when he's part of a pair, a team. Right? Well, he's got a heck of a team in this show, in this movie. He's got Pierce Brosnan. I mean, there's people in this movie. Yeah, they show up, but they're not top-line like him is what I'm saying. I want to see it. I, I want to see it at the theater. Uh, I look forward to it. Um, I think it's going to be – what I want is shit getting blown up. People – you know, I want bubblegum stuff. I'm not looking for um, the Joker here like that movie. I'm not looking for anything heavy. I'm looking for no. stupid fun, like uh, like an Aquaman. You're looking for a basically dark Superman, right? Not dark uh, as in skin complexion, but a Superman well, that kills. Well, I mean, it's it's he's a uh, more antihero, right? Like he's bad and good. He's Namor, basically, right? So, I'm looking for it. Looking forward to it. I mean, the people that, uh, you know, uh, some of them are, uh, here's one of the Rock Rock Sanchez says, hate if you want, but this movie is dope. (laughs) Not as predictable as you think. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is some great writing right there. Well, uh, you know, when it comes to Rock Rock Sanchez. <laughs> right. Dope. <laughs> Dope. Gene Burton, great action. Should be called Dark as Fuck Adam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, these are funny. I never. Black Wookiee says, don't look at critic score. It's way better than other DC movies. Here. Well, see, like I said, I'm. <laughs> Verified watcher Kevin. Oh, Kevin. What does Kevin I, think? Kevin says, I thought it was really good. <laughs> some wow. hard hitting, some hard hitting critiques from the uh, 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 Rotten Tomatoes people. You know, I I, I probably am not going to see in the theater, which I, I I could be making a mistake saying that, like not saying that, but not seeing it in the theater. But in forty five days, it's going to be on HBO Max. I want to see it on a big screen. Well, that's, that's my question. Maybe maybe I'll see it on HBO Max and go, well, I was wrong. I should have seen it in the theater. But I'm not going to I'm not going to waste my money on that. I'll let you know. I'll see it and I'll let you know. Sounds good. We'll talk about it next week, yes? It won't change your mind. I'll try to, yeah, if I can get out and see it. All right, finishing up our news uh with DC since a lot is probably hinging on this in terms of can they make some money? Uh the head of DC Walter Hamada has been let go, or they decided to part ways. I don't even know how long he actually ran it, to be honest with you. Do you I, I do know that uh, Ray, shoot, I'm going to get his name wrong now, and I apologize. The guy that played Cyborg, is it Ray Parker? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, um, I have to look it up, but yeah, Ray something. I, I apologize for not getting his name right, but I know... He basically said, I will never work with DC again until Hamada's gone. Oh, was Hamada behind the all that stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, he claims. I mean, I I don't know what happened. All I know is he's not a fan of Joss Whedon or Hamada after all that. Yeah, I wasn't sure if Hamada was there. He um, was. I'm trying to look it up here for our folks here. do 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 do, do. But anyway, you know, I it, it's hard to say how much of an effect this is going to have on DC. I mean, he's shepherded a lot of films. Some of them have been shit, but some haven't. I mean, The Batman, really fucking good, right? Right. Uh, Joker, pretty fucking good. Yeah. Really Heck, won a fucking Cami Award. Well, yeah, but I mean, we Ray even... Fisher. In, Ray Fisher is the actor. Ray Fisher, sorry. Um... I mean, you and I went and saw Aquaman together. Yep. I enjoyed Aquaman. I mean, it was Black Panther and water, but I enjoyed Aquaman, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. So, and honestly, I, I know it got dog for a while, but when I finally watched, now, to be fair, I watched the uh, Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice, the extended. I never saw the one in the theater. I only saw the extended. I enjoyed it. Would I have paid money to see it in the theater? Hard to say. But I didn't hate it when I watched it. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll end up somewhere else. Maybe he'll, who knows? I'm not worried about it. I'm sure he's compensated. The The point is, right. is, is DC has got, it's, it still has problems. And I think, you know, if they look at the, at the roadmap here, they could gain some ground on Marvel because I think Marvel's in trouble. Like I said last time, they've run into some plateaus. They've got, they're now getting into scheduling conflicts. It's pushing things back, you know, 
um, they may have bitten off more than they can chew with all the TV and the movies and trying to extend it very quickly. Uh, phase four was not a good phase. All in all. Uh, and they made money and there's some good movies, but in terms of storytelling, I don't think uh, they did a great job. And maybe, you know, DC is a shot if they if they can pull their shit together and create some storylines and maybe do a good Superman sequel. Yeah, there's rumors that uh, they might be doing a sequel to Man of Steel. Yeah. We're not mentioning here. Only, well, we haven't mentioned here just because it's not official. But, you know, there's always rumors about everything, though, so it's hard to say. Right. And they throw them out there, I think, just to get public opinion, number one. Well, part of it. Part of it. But, like, it was rumored last week that Harrison Ford may be joining the MCU. And then a few days later, shit. He, you know, I didn't really pay attention to it because I was like, eh. Really? But then it became official. It's like, oh, I guess that rumor was true. So yeah. who, knows? Yeah. who knows? Who knows? It's a rumor till it's not. It's a rumor till it's not. Rumor till it's not. Well, I think DC has a shot at thinking their shit together. So all right. That's our news. Anything else we miss? I can't think of any. I can't No, I, I, think, I think we're good. Well, I think there's one there might be a Star Wars news. I think uh um Jedi's turns next week. I know that. There's a couple things here that I came across. Um, let's see. All of our friends here love this guy. It's one of the uh, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> All right. Uh, this is what he says. I have talked to Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy about uh, his next three, and we're still talking about it. Johnson said of his announced Star Wars spinoff, I have such an amazing experience making The Last Jedi. It's entirely a matter of scheduling for me. Putting this, the Knives Out thing, and making the next one of the Knives Out sequels, the answer is, I don't know. And asked if Johnson's Star Wars trilogy were happy, he said, God, I hope so. And a a thousand voices screamed and were suddenly silent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Honestly, I think he'd do fine with his own trilogy. Maybe. I I think he'd go places that people don't expect. I just think he was the wrong fit for the prequel tr- or the sequel trilogy. Right. I mean, right. he intentionally went in different directions than what fans necessarily wanted or expected. I'll grant him that. Well, it's not a, but you, you don't need to write something just to go in different directions. Write something good. Going in well, different directions doesn't make it good. It just makes no, it like, you know, go in a different direction. I'm not saying that, but he his other the rest of his films as a track record, like um well well like well Knives Out, that was fantastic. Um uh, what's the other one? Looper. Yeah. Really liked that. Um, I don't think I ever saw Primer, but what I'm saying is the guy can write. He's established that. Now you're right. Just because you do something counter to what people expect doesn't necessarily make it good. But he tried to give us something different. It was, I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. It was a noble effort. But yes, I'm not a fan of The Last Jedi. I, I think I'm more clear. It, it, it wasn't written well. But again, I think he was constrained in many ways. I don't think he was constrained at all. That was half the fucking problem. <laughs> well, we can get into that, but we also know. <laughs> That Lucasfilm has a lot of control. Remember, they they got rid of Lord and Miller, 
because they were too they controlled, but they let him do anything. He was not controlled. Uh, we we don't know. He was no. I mean, from everything that I've read over that, he had carte blanche. Do what you want, and Kennedy then did not get in his way whatsoever. Well, maybe that's why Kennedy again got rid of Lord Miller because maybe they decided we let the reins go too much. Probably, you know. Anyway, we'll see. That's just some Star Wars news. Um, and I don't know, the the animation show is coming out soon. I can't remember next week. Next week, okay. Looking forward to that. I think it's all they're going to re- release those all at once. They're not going to be. They're like shorts. Right. They're very short. Yeah. I really hope I can't. I hope they do the uh, visions quickly too. They said they were going to do it, but man, those are great. All right. Let's. Uh, Once you get to your our geek this week, Michael. I'm still reading Heat Two, the novel, which is a sequel and prequel to the movie Heat. And as I noted last week, I did get my birthday wish. Shelly and I did watch. You both watched it, or did she fall asleep, as you predicted? Well, here's what we did. I knew if we started watching it, like, at night, she would fall asleep, because it's over three hours long. Yeah. We watched it in chunks. Which, not ideal. I know I'd love to sit down and watch, but I've seen it, you know, countless times at this point. Right. So, but we we would stop at places where it makes sense, because it is staged in acts. So like yeah. there's a there's a good stopping point. We we did it that way. She didn't hate it. Uh, she does not love she it like I love it. Didn't hate it. <laughs> That's a great. She's like, yeah, it was all right. The uh, best scene. Right. It's like a movie. The best scene of that movie is a conversation. That's one of the best scenes. Yes, uh, I, I think it's the best scene of the movie. I mean, everybody's waiting for it for decades, right? To have those two at a fucking table talking to each other. It's only it's only a couple of few minutes. I know, but but it's. A lot is said and a lot is, you know, it's one of those, it's one of those scenes that people wanted to see for a long, long time. Those two guys working together. It was great. Yeah, it was great. But for me, my favorite is still the gun battle. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's my generation's bullet. Yeah. 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 Val's pretty good too. Not too bad in his prime. You know what? He was fantastic in it. And one of the things I like about the book, Heat 2, so much is that he's the sequel part. It follows him, what he does after the, after, you know, he was obviously shot and he got out of town. Right. Um, it follows him and his story is very interesting. So other than that, uh, well, my other geek thing this week, uh, I purchased myself a Google Pixel 7 Pro. We are not affiliated with Google, nor will they pay us to do anything. So Michael's uh, just, they just say if they, we'll take their money. <laughs> no, I'm just saying we're it's not a it's not an ad for Google. We're not getting paid. Yeah, no ad. Oh, believe me, uh, I paid the money myself. Uh, Google gave me nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but a headache. This is how I justified it, though. I think I mentioned uh, I started a new job about a month or so ago, and so right. I had vacation time for my last job that got paid out. So I had a little bit of extra Skrilla. So I was like, this is the first time I've bought a flagship phone, like the day it came out. Is there even that it showed up? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, okay. But I, I explained this to you last night when we, when I saw right. it, but uh, it, it's a great phone. No question. But, there are quirks in the Android operating system that I didn't have on my last phone that, you know, since they've upgraded it to the latest version, I'm not loving those, but that's, 
that's just me getting used to the, you know, the UI. I'll, I'll get there, but it's awesome. But then part of it also is, you know, I can't believe I just spent this much on a phone. <laughs> Computer. I know. So, but that said, I, I plan on using this one. I think Google promised, what, four or five years of updates. So I plan on rocking this one until I can't anymore. There you go. Which should be about a year and a half. Smart ass. <laughs> when, when, Google, when Google goes, you know what? I think we're going to stop making phones. <laughs> I think we're just done. <laughs> I went four years, uh, almost uh, almost four, four years to the day. No, I was a month short. But I went I went four years on the Pixel 3 XL. So I'll lock this one probably at least four years. I hope so. That's the plan. Don't, don't, don't drop it. It's all glass. No shit. Well, so is the 3XL, and I never cracked that, knock on wood. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, my geek this week, uh, I do this every Halloween, try to, and then we gotta, and then we follow it up. So Michelle has to watch, we have to watch the second, the follow-up to it. But we, uh, we watched Young Frankenstein. In, uh, Wait, what's the follow-up? Oh, then we watch, uh, there's no sequel or anything, but the other Halloween movie I watch is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein's monster. Oh, okay. Well, that's a fun tradition. Yeah, well, they're both funny. Like I, I, I love both those movies. I mean, Young Frank. I mean, I know every word heart for heart, you know by heart, and I still laugh out loud watching that damn movie. I'm sorry, I believe it's Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah, Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. No, those I love little traditions like that or family traditions. I mean, for me, it's not Christmas until I've watched Love Actually. Yeah, we we don't watch that for Christmas, but I I understand it. Michael's a sappy love story guy. I I I am, and I love that movie. But like similarly, okay, so it's not Christmas Day either, unless a Christmas story is playing on repeat all day long. We have Die Hard because that's a Christmas movie. We play that. It is a Christmas movie, and it is a good Christmas movie. I mean, we'll throw other films in there, but I have to. Sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I have to watch Love Actually. And uh, so I have to watch The Abbott and Costello Meet Friday. You've seen that, right? I don't think I have all the way through. Yeah, it's 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 got it's, it's such a great movie. What a brilliant at times they got Bella Lugosi. They got uh, oh they did. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's all the original Universal guys that that play the monsters. Boris Karloff is Frankenstein, and um, oh my god, the werewolf. Uh, Alan, uh, no, who's it? Uh, oh my God, who is it? It's not Michael Landon. No, no, no. He was Young Werewolf. Let's see, who was it? Uh, who played? I'm looking it up, guys. So, <laughs> well, this is really. It's a scintillating podcast. It is totally, totally, <laughs> totally. Uh, 1948 is when the film came out. Lon Chaney Jr., sorry. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because that's who played him in the in the, in the the movie as well, the original. Um, and I always love the werewolf as my favorite character. Always has been uh, for the horror movies. Um, so here we play. Well, it's not the werewolf, the wolfman. That's what they call it. That, 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 that's the movie from 1941. It's called The Wolfman. Uh, but having all those people in, in that movie and, and Evan Costello is, uh, it's just, it's 
just wonderful. For the kids out there, you'll have to look up Abbott and Costello. You don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but uh, look it up on the Google or IMDb or whatever. Do yourself a favor and watch it. I don't know that I've ever watched an entire Abbott and Costello movie through. Any of them? Any of them. Oh, my God. It used to be a 4 o'clock movie. They'd have Abbott and Costello week in the Detroit area. I don't watch it. Abbott Costello go to Mars. Abbott Costello. They think they go to Mars, but they actually end up in Mardi Gras. They didn't really go anywhere. They think it's, it's all fucked up. Um, then they go to Venus. Uh, it's funny. There's some good shit. Stupid. Stupid stuff. Um, one where they meet the Invisible Man. That's a good one, too. <laughs> the Mummy. Uh, anyways, that's my geek. Oh, no. There's one other thing that I started this week, Michael. I started it. I did it. I'm starting to read Lord of the Rings book again. Oh. It's, been, it's been since I was in seventh grade was the last time I read that book. Damn, that was a long time ago. They had print back then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No kidding. It was Quill. Penning, you know. <laughs> well, you know, that's an upgrade from stone tablets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were giant to these parchments. It was crazy. Um, <laughs> And now it's all digital on my Kindle for the mere price of five ninety nine on sale at Amazon. Oh, that's that's, that's why I bought it. That's why uh, you know he's just watching the show. Like we notice you watch Rings of Power, you might like this deal, the Lord of the Rings combined uh, Kindle book for five ninety nine. I'm like, oh yeah, that's you know that'll take me a, you know two years to read. So that's good. good oh wait a sec, combine. Oh, does, is it all the books? Fellowship, yeah, Fellowship, Return, uh, um, Two Towers, Return of the King. He oh. never meant it. He never meant it to be three books. He wrote it as one book, but they like wanted to break it apart and sell it and do it that way. Well, who's going to read a God? How many pages would that be? Judas Priest, eighteen hundred or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, something you, like that. you can't put. It, well, that, and that's fine. But yeah. oh, so if it's all in one, four four ninety nine for all three in one Five digital. Nine. Yeah, in one Five digital do, one download. That, that's two bucks a book. That's not bad. That's 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 pretty much my 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 automatic buy rate. <laughs> Michael's automatic. You heard it here first. If it's two dollars or less, that's automatic buy for Michael. Just about. If it's a book that I'm even vaguely interested in, if it's two bucks, I'll buy it. Why not? Yeah, of course, of course. So I'm looking forward to jumping into that. I've read like the first part of it is um I read, <laughs> I got enthralled in like the versions of the book and how it's been trans, you know, reprinted and some mistakes happen and they've like cleaned things up over like the years of like getting it back to like what Tolkien wanted. Like it's kind of messy. So I haven't even started the story and it, I was like 70 pages of like the, you know, how they got to this version of Kindle to let you know that you got the best version you can get with, with Christopher Tolkien's, you know, fixing it up and that kind of stuff. Like they, he uses like oh, like because they'll, I guess what they did was they screwed up like Elvish words because it was his own language and they're like oh some types that that's spelled wrong, <laughs> you know. And, and, oh, so they fixed it for him, right? <laughs> they fixed it for him, and he's like, "What the fuck? That's not right." When it would go for like from England to the United States version, and it was be you know on another editor or whatever at, at like Harper Collins, and he would get the book later and go, "What the fuck did you do? You changed these words. It's not. It's he. They would change like the word Elvish, you know, with the V in it." To elfish, oh yeah, shit like wrong. that. He's shit like that. He's like, "What are you doing in my book?" So, anyways, I got enthralled in that part of it, and I didn't even start the story yet. And it's like seventy pages of that before. I... So, all right, 
that'll do it for our geek this week. Uh, since Michael's never going to read that book anyways, it's fantasy. Um, we'll move on to uh, our Patreon ad that we put in every week. We put it in there so that you know that we have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash kybercast. And if you like to throw something in the old kybercast tip jar, please go to patreon.com slash kybercast. That helps us pay for the things that keep this podcast going. Not pay Michael and I, but just the little digital things that, uh, you know, for the hosting and those kind of things and the editing and that kind of stuff. So if you want to, check it out. Michael, you're finally caught up. We're we're in our main topics. First one, House of the Dragon episode. What are you seven, eight, nine, eight, nine? Uh, eight and nine. The Lord of the Tides and the Green Council. Good couple of episodes there. Let's just okay. I know we covered this last week. Yeah. They're really in incest. I see in Game of Thrones now again. <laughs> for those who don't know. I have not watched yes. the original series, so a lot of this. Well, the Targaryens no, I get that. Are. Yes. Yes, they are. Again, I've said this before. I know that some of this happened in our own world, in some of the UN, European you know, monarchies and whatnot. Right. Got to keep those lines strong. But, okay, so last week, or for me, the last episode, episode seven, we see Rhaenyra marry her uncle, fucked up. But then, yeah, one of the things they just kind of throw out there is that, uh, what, Aegon is married to his sister? Yep. What the fuck? It's just kind of there. They just kind of do it. And, okay, I I realize that, uh, you know, obviously they don't have, you know, the advanced technology and, you know, modern times that we have today, even though they have a magic tea that makes you have an abortion. It's a, a fictional place. There is no I, rail. I don't know, but my, my this, point is, this isn't this isn't a historical documented show. This is this didn't take place anymore. I, I know, but you know, it's it's taking on you know airs of like you know in the Middle Ages and stuff like that. Sure. So it's obvious that his wife is mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And fuck it, we're gonna make you marry her anyway. And. Yep. Wow. It was just, uh, I don't know, in the time jumps, you know, now we're six years ahead. I thought it was weird that, and I'm sorry, I'm all over the place, but. That's okay. I'm, I'm, I thought it was weird that, okay, we jump six years on and then we hear, all right, by the way, uh, Corliss has been gone for the six years and he was just recently wounded, but they never show him. Like, why don't we get to see that he had this. But he, he apparently he had a wound to the neck or something like that, and he got feverish. And then they start talking about how he's going to be, um, who his heir is, and we'll get all all that. But I'm like, why, why don't we get to see Corliss? We've seen him several other times. We he's in almost every episode. Why don't we get to see him now? Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Like he's not in episode eight or nine. He's like, dead. We, did he die? Yeah, they died out in, in the ship. That's the whole problem. But that's the thing. They said... He went out to some fight and never came back. No, I know, but I don't think they said he was dead. They they said they didn't know if he was going to come back or if he did come back. Yeah, I know he was gravely wounded, and they said he might end up being mortally wounded. But if not, because of the fever he had, 
that he might go mad. But they never actually said he died. I guess not. I thought he did. Because then well, his you, brother comes and said, you know, and then, you know, well, he didn't make it through it very well, but uh, <laughs> he, he was lobbying <laughs> the king. Right. And what the, I, I get, I mean, I get that, you know, uh, King, what's his face? Um, whatever. The gross looking dude. <laughs> the terrible the name. Looking. Viserys. The king? With leprosy? Yeah. yeah. Is it leprosy? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. All I know it, is it, that. It's basically leprosy, yes. It's supposed to be leprosy? Yeah, that's how it, it manifests from what I've read. Yeah. Like you just lose eyes and shit? Yeah, you fall apart. You basically disintegrate. See, my understanding, and I could be wrong, I am not a doctor. Um, what I understood from leprosy is that it causes numbness, right? Uh, I, um, I, I don't know. My, my understanding, again, please someone correct me if you can. I, I could be telling a whole bunch of shit. I, but my understanding was, you know, it's not necessarily that... Uh, um. It's leprosy a form, makes- yeah. So what it says, uh, let's see, the actor revealed that his character has a kind of leprosy. He's actually suffering from a form of leprosy. His body's deteriorating, his bones are deteriorating. Okay, all right. And again, I'm not an expert. I know leprosy is still out there. It's actually a, an infection you can get. You can take medication that keeps it at bay. But from my understanding was it ruined the nerves at your extremities, so you lose feeling. And the reason you're it looked like people losing fingers and stuff. It wasn't so much that, but because they couldn't feel, they'd hurt them. And they'd hurt them enough that eventually the body started withdrawing them from the body. That was my understanding mm-hmm. of leprosy. So that's why I was like, why is his eye? I mean, he's just fucking got a skull wide open there. Yeah. He was not, I mean, obviously, I mean, this is something they've indicated ever since the first episode, little things where he's slowly falling apart. And I get it. He's an analogy for, you know, his family, for his royal family, for the kingdom, because he's falling apart just like everyone else is falling apart. And once he's gone, well, we're certain, we'll see, we'll talk about them when we talk about episode nine here in a second, but God, it was, there's all kinds of fucking upness going on. I'm sorry. I, I've been, I've been <laughs> running my mouth. What do you think, Joe? Well, I think the show's been great. I mean, you know, it, it keeps moving and we have one more left, right? So um, basically this whole first season is just to set the stage for war between the houses. Oh, yeah, 100%. So it's, you know, they're building up to it. Um, I think what what Game of Thrones has done and what this show has done, especially Game of Thrones, so if you ever watch it, it's like one minute you'll think somebody is the worst fucking person and then by the end of something you're like, you're rooting for them. You know, I'm it, waiting it, for that to happen because right now, well, I mean, you, by the, well, you used to like, like we love, like you like the queen and now you don't like her. Anymore. At least I don't like her anymore. She no, fucked I up. Like, I hate right? her now. So, right. But, but at the beginning you didn't. And then like, well, Renera is, I didn't really care for, her, but now I kind of like her. She's got to get put into a spot or, um, uh, Damon. I, I didn't really care for him, but I kind of dig him now. He's kind of this weird, you know what I mean? He's, he definitely does what's best for him, but he's he's got this weird sense of honor. I mean, he murdered his last wife, yeah. but then also the way he uh, 
defends Rhaenyra's honor. Right. I mean, well, I think he actually cares for Rhaenyra's, and that's the problem. Not the problem, but I mean, you know, the incest stuff. Uh, but, you know, I, I, the show's great. It, it always brings you, it's, it's a very, it, it's an exercise of great tension writing of just dialogue. There's not a lot of fighting. It's not a lot of fighting. The only thing that's weird to me, we keep jumping time, but fucking Sir Kristen never gets older. Yeah, and Kristen does not get older, neither does the he's, hand, Sir Hand. Yeah. And he's like a mess, especially in eight. Like he just takes that fucking old guy out, which I'm jumped ahead too, but he just smashes his head in the table. Like he's got some anger problems, man. Dude, seriously, I, I'm looking at this and I'm like, all right. Obviously, he had a thing for Rhaenyra when she was, you know, just, you know, in the older teen, right? And they obviously had their little fling. Yeah, he was like Kip Winger. Right? <laughs> Kip Winger. Look that up, kids. Um, that was a joke, if you guys look it up. <laughs> but then, obviously, he didn't want to be her whore or whatever, and he got all up on his high horse and blah, blah, blah. But... Dude, at this point, it's been like 20 years, right? Right. At least 10, 15. Fucking get over it. He's a mess. He's a dick. He's a dick. Again, you like him at the beginning? And the turn, it's like watching watching, uh, wrestling. Sometimes people turn heel. Sometimes they go the way around. You just keep watching that. It happens a lot, especially if you, I mean, Game of Thrones, and they do it so greatly the first, you know, the, the it's amazing the people that you hate and then they come around and then you, you hate some of the people that you love and then there's people that are just bone fucking bad that you'll, that will never turn and, um, and there's, you know, there's, there's a character uh, in Game of Thrones that in the book as well, and um, I'm trying to, I'm looking up his name, but I know his uh, alter name, but um, he is such a dick at the beginning. You just like, fuck this guy, you know? And let's see if I can pull him up here. Yeah. Uh, Theon Greyjoy. He's a uh, house Greyjoy, but he's just a fuck. He's like the worst frat boy. You know what I mean? Like just treats women like shit. Just an asshole. Then the things that happened to him could not be as dark and as bad as you ever think someone can go through, especially in the book. And you just feel so bad for this guy to become her. It's just like he goes through such humiliation and things that happen to him later on. Um, it, it's crazy. Uh, I, I urge you to watch. I'm urging you to watch that because every time you watch this show, it, 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 there's things that you can lead to the other one that like the writing in the, in the kind of the Star Wars um, idea of of poetry and repeat type of stories because, you know, same things can happen over, you know, when you repeat history kind of thing. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, what this show does and what this these stories do is, is kind of do that. Like you you may be rooting for somebody someday and the next thing you're like, you're like kill that motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? So well, I got to tell you that right now, I am not a fan of Allison. No. Um. Because, I'm sorry, okay, they, they established pretty well that Viserys, he's not all there anymore. Right. Now, well, that I, last dinner thing was really nice, though, right? Then they used to, I mean, I want my family yeah. to have that dinner. You know. It was nice, but and you see that part of the reason 
when he's not with it is because they got him fucking doped up on opium. Oh yeah, and the milk of the poppy. Yes, exactly. Um, but at the end, when he's getting ready to die, he's talking about his dream, which he's talked about since episode one, about the you know Aegon the Conqueror and all that, and the right. dream of Aegon the Conqueror, and that's that's a through line. He's been talking about that since he first came up. He's always wanted to be or bring about something similar to Aegon the Conqueror. But he brings that up as he's dying. And again, like I said, that's a great through line. But of course, Alicent What's interprets that how she wants to interpret it. Nowhere near what he means. Well, she, well nobody knows that. Remember, remember, he told what that Aegon the Conqueror's dream was to Rhaenyra's is the only people that know it is a family thing that you push down. So she, that's the only thing she could interpret that story from. Nobody else knows yeah. that story of the dream. He, you know what I mean? Right. But we as so the she, audience obviously know, but she takes that. that. She takes it, but you have to understand, I guess what I'm saying, I'm not, yeah, for what I'm saying is that she took it to be her son, not out of uh, mischief or out of um, uh, bad intent. That's just what she, she really truly believes he said that. Well, he did she say truly believes, She yeah. truly believes he's talking about her son. She has no idea what he's talking about. Like, it's not that she knows the story and is lying. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess I hadn't hadn't considered that, that he'd only told Rhaenyra that. So, yeah, and it's that's what he said. You got to keep it secret. Like, this is this is me to you. This is telling you, you only pass this down to your your successor, is what he said to her at the time. Not those words exactly, but so I remember that now. She does. She truly thinks that's what he meant. So she's not lying in her head, which is the confusion of it. Which leads her to say, all right, fine. I guess, uh, I guess he needs to be the heir. And then you find out that the small circle is pretty much planning that anyway. And they didn't let her in on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're, and, and they, and, you know, now she's got to reconcile her plans, right? Like she's going to kill Renera. She doesn't want to do that. It's set in motion, you know, one guy, the old guy on the table <laughs> didn't want to do it either. But uh, Sir Christian, i.e. Darth Vader, went over and took care. of. <laughs> Sir Christian, man, he. Uh, Darth Vader, he's he just a hand. He's a tool of, uh, of, of the king, so to speak. Uh, it'll be interesting what happens. We got one episode left. I don't, I mean. Either it'll be the beginning of war, you know. I don't know that, but the fucking what's his name? Uh, is it Eamon? The guy, the, the, brother, the younger brother, the patch guy. Yeah, is it yeah, Aemon? Yeah, that fucker's gonna go off. <laughs> well, he's basically he's basically Damon. Yeah, like those two are gonna meet. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Well, and I liked it that the the two Kingsguard were Eric and Eric. <laughs> yeah, it's not confusing. Not at all. The one okay, guy left. How, let me let me ask you this: How badly did you want Princess Rainus to have that dragon smoke them all on the stage? Did you think that was going to happen? No, I didn't think it was going to happen. I, I I didn't even know who was on that dragon. Michelle called it like instantly. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think of that. Um, well, yeah, she slipped away 
to get her dragon. She had asked about the dragon. Why don't you, I, I just didn't think about it. Uh, I don't know why, but um, I didn't think she was going to torch them all because then the show would be over. <laughs> so I wasn't worried about that happening. I uh, wanted what, that to happen. I was like, holy shit, is she yeah. going to fucking burn them all right now? Or at least, I don't know. I thought something was going to happen. And all she, she, wanted show, she wanted to show her power and say, you know, you've been trapped. You had me trapped and no one ever thinks of me, right? The forgotten queen or whatever they called her at the beginning. Yep. Um, this was her time. This was her her chance to show them everything. And, and she showed her alliance to Rhaenyra's because they made the deal, right? They're going to marry her kids. are going to marry uh, each other. So um, they have a chance. So she doesn't want to blow that. And it's got to be shown. We'll see. Because I don't know if they'll, if you think about it, if she just killed them all, I don't think Rhaenyra's would actually be, they, for them to become rulers, so to speak, would not be good in the eyes of the people, I guess. I don't know. Right. But I really wanted her to torture them all. But <laughs> instead, all that happened was she busted in with a dragon, killed a shit ton of commoners that were forced to be there, and then left. Yeah. Well, they don't mean nothing. Well, and that's that's an interesting analogy because, uh, you know, while these people are playing these, you know, Game of Thrones, if you will, uh, they don't give a shit about who dies in the process. It's a game to no. them. Nope. So that was a great analogy there. She just, my dragon's going to come in and fuck up all these people and doesn't even give a shit. Not even, a, I'm sorry. Nope. You're common. You're beneath me. I don't need to think about you. Yeah. So one more episode left. Episode. Yep. I, I can't wait to see where it goes. Are there any bad ones? I can't think of a bad episode so far. No. Like what, I can't. They're, they're all there. There are a couple that are a little bit slower, but you know, these last still, two in particular, last three, it keeps surprising me. And I love a show that keeps surprising me, but it makes and it sense always drives, surprises me. And every episode drives the story forward. Right, right. I mean, there's surprises, but you're like, okay, well, it's going to lead to this. Okay, I see where this is going. Right. It's not like a surprise for surprise sake. That Correct. makes sense. Right. It's not a so. black box uh, theory, I guess. So. All right, one episode left of House of the Dragon, and then we'll only have one show to talk about after that, and that show will be Andor. So Andor, episode seven came out yesterday, coming off of the big heist. Uh, what do you think, Michael? I'm curious now that we know um, we had the big heist, things are happening. The The episode was called Announcement, which was great. Uh, great name. Um, but give me your thoughts overall. You know, I mentioned this to you last night. Obviously, our listeners didn't hear this. Uh, the show is slow for two of the three episodes. You know, I, we we all know they're doing these three-episode arcs. So one, two, three. You know, you have, you know, acts one, two, three. The third one's the big, you know, climax, right? So we saw yeah, the first three. three that that's up. what I read. Yep. Right. And it seems to be following. Even if you look at, like, uh, you know, who's writing these shows and whatnot. A lot of it is, you know, they're moving them in chunks like that. Right. Um, and we saw that in the, in the second three and, you know, slow, slow build. I, I remember watching the second episode going, all right, we got 20 minutes left. The, the heist is definitely going to start this episode. <laughs> and then 20 minutes later, they had just started walking. I was like, all right, it's all going to happen in episode six. So be it. So 
again, I said this to you last night. I was like, I was, don't get me wrong, I like this show, but I enjoyed that heist, that, you know, the sixth episode so much. I was like, I'm not ready yet to just kind of go back to, okay, episode seven is going to be slow build. Episode eight is going to be slow build. And then nine, everything's going to happen. I didn't want to, I guess I, I wanted. You wanted more pew pew? I wanted a little more pew pew, right? a little bit more bombast. So I wasn't ready. That said, I really enjoyed this episode. This was to me a Game of Thrones episode. Yeah, I would agree with that. Very much a ten- lot of tension. You've got, uh, this is a great Mon Mothma episode. Like you, she basically, you know, there's some, there's so, when you peel back the layers of this show, when you watch it, it's so heady, which I understand why Star Wars fans be like, you know, I just want some fun. I don't need it to be heady and all this stuff and totally get it. If you don't like the show, I totally, totally understand it. I enjoy it because it's a different Star Wars. And I think when you don't have legacy characters, when you don't have to write words for Obi-Wan Kenobi, when you don't have to write words for Vader or Luke, you know, there's just, that's like sacred texts you know when you're when you're getting into those characters when you can go somewhere else right and and really do something different it, it can work um but if you brought in like i i still want to see like give me one hollow of fucking tarkin or something i need I, like pull me a little in more i'm okay not having them i'm okay I'm okay but i'd like to see it i'd like to see just a little bit no why? I mean, I think it would be great to see like the orders coming through from like these people in the IBS get some kind of weird, you know. Because You're not doing it's job, a galactic empire. There are literally there's only one couple of grand moths. That's fine, but there's millions of officers and you know whatnot, or maybe not officers, but there's millions of people that make up this whole empire. There's whole wings that you know we haven't seen, like the IBS. We have not seen them, as far as I know, not to this depth. No. So, so um, I'm okay with no moth target. What, what I was getting at, though, and I kind of threw myself off track with my stupid words. Um, it's called announcement. There's there's two sets of dialogue in this movie. That movie, this episode, that was the thrust of of the show. If you pay attention to it, the first one happened, I believe, with uh, Deidre. De- what's her name? The the. Empire, the, the blonde Empire chick. Oh, yeah. She was badass. Yeah, I, I don't remember her name, but she's badass. I like Deera or Deidre, something like that. I can't yeah. I can't remember. And she says something to – I can't remember who she was talking to, uh, but she said something – oh, it was to the – when she explained – basically when she was taking the pants off that guy in the crowd with, with the boss there, right? Yeah. Um, and she says – said something – to the effect of, um, oh my gosh, how does he say it? It, it, it was, I can't think of the word. I, I have to look it up. But basically, it was, it was, you know, if 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 you let, if you let something, if if the imperial doesn't grow, if it doesn't grow, it dies, right? Something she said, something like that too. Yeah, to him, like if we don't grow this, we'll, we'll it'll will die. And then later on. Uh, uh, Luthen says almost the same thing to Mothma. You know, it you know it started. We either grows or it dies. So they they're both. 
Those are the two smartest people in the room, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Luthen and that Deidre, and they're both, you know what I mean? They both know what the real shit's happening. Yep. And the and the other people are kind of like masked. Even Mothma's like got a mask on saying, well, we can't do this. He's, we can't put our face out there yet. Uh, and he's like, we, we, we have to now or we won't grow, right? So like, and then it, it's just that idea of uh, both of them have to make the decision to enter this war. Yep. And you were going to be rebels, be rebels. And that's, that was, that's why it's such a brilliant episode and calling it uh, uh, the announcement because they're both basically announcing to each other. Yeah. You think you can pull this off? Now we're going to take fucking everything over. You want to see how bad the empire can be? We were actually pretty nice, but now we're going to take your cultures away. We're going to take all that shit away. Uh, you stole a little bit of money, but here's, here's our wrath. And Luthen's like, we have to force that because people are di- you're, you're right now we're dying a, a frog frog in the pot death a little right. slow a little slow we keep losing rights very slowly because if you don't if we don't push we want them to take all the rights right away because then people will be pissed yes exactly and that's brilliant yeah so the i mean that that and in it's just it's a, you know it's like i have to watch the show so i only watched it once i have to watch it again because there's so much little things that are like that Small little writings that just really, really, really smart. Uh, you know, even the mom Mothma, like when she feels trapped when she's talking to Luthen, but then later on talking to her old friend, she goes, "No, you actually freed me." You know, I can I can do some things. You know, like like and, and talk to somebody. Uh, there there are people out there that that they can sympathize. And it was a great Mothma episode of her like coming into her own, so to speak. Well, and I love the whole conversation where. It starts with her banker friend, uh, Colma, who's like, you know, my politics might be too extreme for you or something like that. Right, right. And then she leads him down the path that, and then she uses that same sentence, my politics might be too extreme for you. Yeah. And then she just says smile. And then. Smile. Yeah. God, she's got it down. She's yeah. like Batman, right? Yeah. She's really, really good. Uh, we saw some aliens in this episode. Makes you happy, yes. I, I love it. It was basically they're like in like you know the, uh, the Star Wars version of Mexico, coastal Mexico, right? Oh, the where where uh, Cassian ended up. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me. I got some things about Cassian that's interesting. I mean, there are some like if you're not paying enough attention, there's some great Cassian backstory in this episode. Like his dad getting killed for like basically he's been told stay out of all this and you'll be fine, right? Right. And his dad got who did not throw the rocks got blamed for it. And he's hung. Yep. And Cassian even continues that, that idea of staying out of it, but he got his money, you know, and he's all good there, but what did staying out of it do? He just went away and he still got picked up by the empire. Like you can't, there's nowhere you can go, dude, that it's not going to affect you. Which is funny because he literally was doing nothing. He just right. was trying to figure out what's going on. You know, he's just, he wanted to make sure that no heat was coming his way. Right. So he was kind of trying to see what was going on. And just because he did that, he gets six years. Yeah. And you know that everybody that didn't really pay attention to the show, like pre-game kind of thing, like as soon as they saw the KX unit, they're like, oh, it's K- he's going to be fine. It's K2SO. He'll be fine. No, he's not fine. <laughs> Those things are pretty fucking scary. Hang. Um, then you've got the tension with uh, what's that dude with the cereal? Karn. 
Karn. Uh, like even how far the the empire goes into like we've got a great job for you and they just fucking show that cube he's like this is the darkest worst fucking job on the planet <laughs> like you're gonna watch fuel data this is what you have become <laughs> you're just basically a robot watching these things and it's like the darkest joe versus a volcano office you got this pot it's like you think you, you think just being in the mines is hell there's other kinds of hell the empire has if, if you're working for them it's, it's just good like, monotony 100 percent. it's like pure corporate they even had like fucked up ties like the the bar that put the tie down like yep. you know i'm like is that guy wearing a fucking tie is it too real world it's like they just this is a great metaphor for like you know if you just want to keep Quiet and do your shit. It's like a very interesting metaphor for America. Here's your little cube. Do your work. Get the fuck out. Uh, we're the corporate mongers. You know, there's a nice little corporate rip. Uh, on yeah, I think there's a twist coming here. I think he's still obviously very concerned about Cassian. Well, he wants to get back, right? He wants to uh, uphold the law. I'm interested to see where he goes. I think he's going to turn. I think. <laughs> Either he's going to use his position to pull up data on Cassian that other people aren't looking at, or some well, report. They, well, they'll see this. The he'll probably see the six years report. That's what I'm thinking. Either that, but then he what? What name did he give them when he got put to jail? It was some goofy like Hank something. I don't know. Well, I, I thought remember. it was. Griff Car- or Carga or something like that. No, it wasn't Griff Carga, but it, it sounded uh, awfully similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, um, but I think he's either he's gonna either found that way or somehow his anal retentiveness when it comes to processing reports is gonna get the um, uh, interest of that uh, that imperial you know person the what, ISB. Right. Somehow this is all gonna come together. I'm not sure how yet, but um, you you made a good point about the announcements. But one thing I really enjoyed about this episode was a little bit was how oblivious Cassian was to how important it is what happened. Because, like it said, it's an announcement, right? Just just like uh, they said, because this was like the rebellion. We're here, and we're here to stay. Right. Because... Look how it inspired these people, right? Like Marva. Yep. She's an old woman and, you know, she's got a cane. She's like, you know what? I'm sitting here just waiting to die. At least if I help the rebellion, my death will have a purpose. Yeah. And, you know, she got her strength back, right? Like she was been living in fear ever since her husband got shot. She would walk around the entire city to get back to spot as to, so not walking through that road where he got killed. Yep. And and then she said, today I walked through that. I got my freedom. Like she, she's done. Right. She's done fucking her. Like she's, I'm done hiding. I'm done. Well, whatever. that's, that's part of the announcement too. Right. You've taken too much away from me. I'm not taking any more from you. Right. Or I'm not letting you take anything else. I'm done. It's, and that's, that is basically an analogy for the rebellion. They, they you know, people have been giving and giving and giving, but you're going to reach a breaking point where people like, no, I'm not giving anymore. It stops here. And that's basically what this whole moment was. Yeah, it was a heist. And it was, you know, like a heist film last episode. But there's a bigger thing. It shows you can 
punch the empire where it counts. Well, and then with them coming down harder, it's going to make a lot more people turn. Now, um, exactly. My guess is because we saw Vel, who looked totally different, all cleaned up. I'm like, who is that? And Masha goes, that's Vel. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> when she met, like the she met the more ruthless that fucking chick that works with Luthen. Uh, she's she's like, you know, she's almost like an emperor. She doesn't care who the fuck dies. Oh, she's all there for the cause. If people are gonna die, I'm sorry you had to die. She's just for the cause, I think she's even more ruthless. And I don't think Luthen is that ruthless. There's always someone that's willing to get their hands bloody when it needs to be, and that's right. her job. Yeah, but yeah, that was definitely Val, which she looked great. But oh yeah, I mean it's not about that. It's like I used to know who it was for a second. <laughs> no, 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 but yeah, but it it, it just shows the the blending in. You yes, know, they had yeah, to blend yeah, yeah. in when they had to blend in before. Yep. Totally now, when on. she's on Coruscant, you've got to look the part, right? Like, I'm just wondering if if uh, she even knew that that person was going to show up. She thought she was going to talk to Luthen. Yeah. Like, does Luthen even know that Vel's there? Like, who knows? Like, is it like I? Just, there's something with this chick that I, that I'm not digging. Like, I don't know if I trust her. Put it that way. That's fair. That's fair. Right, because. I don't think he would have ordered basically the assassination of uh, Cassian. I don't think so either. Where obviously she's like, okay, we need we need to cut all loose ends, right? Right. So he got to go. Right, right, right. So now, my guess is Vel's going to find Cassian and break him out. She's yeah, sent him on a mission to go find him, take care of him. So only, she's the only one looking for him. Other than uh serial guy, Karn. Karn. Yeah. Karn Flakes. <laughs> that's, that's my new nickname for him now, so I'll remember his name. Karn Flakes, serial guy. Um so I think you know, because he's not gonna be there six years because he dies in like five years. <laughs> so he can't Oh yeah, he can't he's gonna get busted out. There's no question. So, so. But again, it's in one of those episodes. Like, if you, I need to watch it again because I think there's just so much to peel back uh, in this episode of people's choices and and everything opening up. Now, I want a little more pew pew next time. Like, I don't need. I mean, I do want some more for somebody who wrote the Bourne movies. There's a lot of fucking action in the Bourne movies. Yeah, yeah, but I think, I mean, the intention here is to show. The birth of the rebellion. Oh yeah, there'll be some so, fight, there'll be some fight or something. I, I do think that uh, one of the things you said early on is like as we get going, it might be more you'll see more Star Warsy stuff. We saw clone troopers. We saw like, three different types of stormtroopers this episode. Uh, I don't know why, but I love the short troopers. Like anytime cool. I see them, I'm like, yeah. yeah why? Cool. I don't give a shit. It's just a variant, but I'm like, yeah, short troopers. Yeah. Uh, so it is getting a little more, um, I guess, in universe. We saw a, 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 a what do you call it? A star, a, um, star destroyer. Yep. Uh, let me else. Well, I'm trying to think what else we saw. We did see, like I said, we saw some more um, aliens. My my, um, I, here's what here's what new Star Wars gets wrong. Like I'm almost all the new Star Wars. 
Lucas gave us a shit ton of creatures. You can still use them, you know. <laughs> you don't have to create new ones every time you do a Star Wars thing. Like, have some in- show me a hammerhead in that room. Like, that's uh, you know, it's not fan service. You know, where's the toilets? Where, where's the where's where's the uh, um, Nemoidians? Greedo? Where's I want Greedo? <laughs> <laughs> you always want Greedo. Greedo's the best. <laughs> um, I hear you're saying yes. They're you don't, they don't have to reinvent the wheel. There, I mean, Lucas already gave us dozens of aliens, and there's probably millions of them out there. Why don't we see some of the same ones over and over? Right, right, right. I get that. There's there's no. There's no reason not to um, to do that. There was an interesting cameo or character that if you watch Clone Wars and if you watch uh, the original Star Wars, in you know that the the scene where they all come in and you've got the white suited guys with Vader and Tarkin, where you used to you know they say we've shut down the the Senate is no more. Yes, uh, there's a guy with white hair and a mustache. Uh, he's he's a character in the end in in the Clone Wars, uh, and he is in the show called Wolf Yularen. He was in this uh, episode. He was the guy at the beginning that was talking with the mustache. Uh, interesting dude. So he was actually uh, uh, part of the Grand Army of the Republic. He was an admiral uh, in there, and he's kind of moved along to the Empire now. Oh. Well, that's cool. That's a nice Easter egg. Yeah, it's a good Easter egg, and he's a character. And but, like you know, he was always a uh, he was he was on the good side with the clones, but then he was always on the side of government. Right. Uh, so he he's just he's 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 basically served on the Republic and the Empire. He's kind of stayed there. Uh, he he didn't denounce you know what the Empire was. He's like, oh, this is this, he basically a guy who likes order. Um. Right. Uh, so getting a paycheck. Okay, I'm good. So interesting to have him. It's just it, it is fan service. It, it, basically, if you don't know who he is, he's just another white haired bad dude. You know, it doesn't change anything. But it was fun, kind of funny to see that particular character. So oh, that's cool. That's cool Easter egg. I didn't notice it, but I, I'm glad you told me. That's awesome. Uh, so I mean, yeah, it's still it's, it's a I don't want to say slow burn, but it's definitely you know. We'll see what happens. Uh, it's a different writer for the next three episodes. So, and then there's, you know, the last two is, uh, um, so we've got, yeah, Bo, Bo William, I guess is the writer of the next and, and then Gilroy's the end. Tony Gilroy's the last two. Um, so Tony Gilroy wrote the first three, then his brother, and then the Stephen Schiff guy wrote announcement. And uh, I don't know who Bo Willemite is. So I'm wondering if the next three episodes of the, of the arc or who knows, we've got, we've got, you know, five episodes left, which is great. That's, that's five more weeks of Andor. Oh, I'm all uh, for it. Like, and I, like you said, I think, I think you're right. I think your analogy that this was the Game of Thrones episode. You're right. It, it, I, I'm not saying because it's slow or dark, it's better, but I do like that this is a more adult Star Wars show because, let's face it, I still like the stuff like, you know, Kenobi. That's still meant for all ages. Yeah. But I've been watching Star Wars for, you know, almost 40 40 years now. I I do like that there are different facets and that we do get 
a more adult show like this as well. Yeah, they just have to, you know, bring it home. I, I think you still need a few things to keep it. Like, give me a few, few more hints at some inverse stuff. Like, I don't want C-3PO in it. You know, I'm not looking for that. But I do want to see. I, I think there, there are, like, they mentioned Palpatine three fucking times in this episode. Yeah. Like, I just talked to the Emperor. Really? You fucking talked to him? That means how high up that guy is. Because by all accounts, Palpatine is a recluse. Doesn't talk to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> just do. Well, he's also okay. He's the head of the ISB, which is intelligence. But also, we're seeing that the Empire is very egotistical. Yeah, we're seeing that. You know, in what you know, the one guy who was in charge of uh, Ferrix, you know, getting all territorial, and when really they should all be working together. But then, also the head of the ISB. I I, I think ego is involved a lot. So. He said he spoke to Palpatine, but part of me is like, did he or is he just saying that because everyone has to be, you know, full of themselves in the Empire? Right. He could have. He could have. But a lot of it is flexing too. Right. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I Great show. You know, we're going to, uh, we'll take it into another five weeks. It'll be done. Uh, but uh, then there won't be some Star Wars for a while, man. I'm going to be bummed. Gonna I'll make bummed. it, Joe. I'll make it. I'll make it. I'll just watch other stuff. Anything else that we missed on Android that you want to hit on? No, I know. I know you said we got five more weeks, but this is really we're kind of at the halfway point because that first night they released three episodes, right? And now they've reached you know four since then, so that's five releases. So we got five more coming. So we're right at the halfway point. I'm enjoying it. I can't wait for more. Right. Right, right, right. Um, by the way, uh, Ularen that I was talking about, he he does he's in also in Rebels, not just Clone Wars. Oh, nice! And uh, he he's working with Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, I don't think that's going to be in here. Yeah, I can see any Thrawn here. It's too early. The Empire's, but no, they're saving Thrawn for Ahsoka. He's going to be the. Oh, no, that's definitely, definitely, yeah. But that's but that's post. That's after the Empire's Empire's gone, blown up. That's all. Correct. Posts, so all righty well let us know what you think about andor and house of the dragon and michael how can they do that well if you've got something to say let us know on twitter or instagram we're at kybercast or if facebook is more your jam we have jam if <laughs> facebook is more your jam we have both a group and a page at the kybercast and Let's see here. Another way to, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Another way to help out the show is to smash that subscribe button or better yet, tell a friend about the show. Uh, I want to thank all of our listeners because we have had a better year this year so far than we've had last year. So we are growing. So I, we, Michael and I both thank you all for listening and telling your friends about the episode or show itself and letting them know that where they can find us, which is basically on every podcatcher that you can possibly run into that you'd want to use we're on and our website at kybercast.com you can check us out there you can uh, all of our shows are streaming there and uh you can buy some cool swag there and um you know would love to have you guys visit the site but uh, until i think that's it huh michael with nothing else until next week i think this is the way i have spoken what a piece of
piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.